Yeah! The Flathead's only local sports talk show, The Knock on Sports, 6 to 8 weeknights, only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back here to the Knock On Sports as we turn our attention to Montana State basketball as well as football. Joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline, good friend of the show, Colton Poole, sports editor at the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Colton, it is great to chat with you. Great to have you on the show once again, man. Hope you are doing well. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, you too. It. Uh, I, I think we're finally starting to get back to some normalcy. I think now that we're we're talking Montana State football for sure, it's super exciting. Well, it almost kind of feels like it's back to regular Montana State spring football. I mean, maybe they'd be starting a little earlier. It seems like spring football starts earlier and earlier every year. Uh, but at the same time, pretty exciting. The March Madness tournament's back. Uh, we're talking spring football opening days next week. I mean, kind of. I agree with you. It kind of feels like we're finally getting back there. Oh, it's wonderful. And yeah, talking about NCAA tournament, it, it's. Kind of, yes, especially after not having that last year. And that was kind of the, obviously the beginning of the crazy year that it has been. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's so much fun and so enjoyable to, to be talking about this stuff again. Well, Colton, I have to ask, and I'm sure you're, I'm sure I know the answer to this question because uh, well, I'll just ask it this way How's your bracket doing? <laughs> Uh, what, what is the word? Uh, busted? <laughs> yeah, that's the word. Mine's uh, ash at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, thankfully, I think pretty much everyone, is, we, we have a, a chronicle bracket competition, and I think everyone is kind of in the same boat. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, I, I, you try to, get crazy with it and then you look like an idiot when when that doesn't pan out and uh and then like you have you, you play it safe and think illinois would make the final four and that doesn't happen so um yeah it uh hasn't been good for 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 me this year <laughs> but that, that's like every year so well i'll tell you this Colton. i'm really kicking myself in the pants because i i was i i saw some articles that thought all right oral roberts is a real long shot against ohio state and i saw some of the odds on montana sports betting man i could be a whole lot richer right now if i had at least taken that bet <laughs> well yeah i think uh i you know one of the ap stories we ran was that yeah maybe this oral roberts team would could could give it a, a run and win a couple games but in my head, I'm thinking, you know, Ohio State—that's just such a power. That's they—they they have so much in you know in their favor. I think it would be, it'd be fun. It'd be awesome if Oral Roberts won. But you know, this Ohio State team is is got to be good. And and uh, look where look where we're at, Oral Roberts in Thanks. the Sweet Sixteen. It's it's fun though. It's it's super fun. Well, let me ask you this: How many teams in your Final Four? And probably like me, I, I, you might have had Illinois in there, so you, you may not have them anymore. But like me, but how many Final Four teams do you still have left in this thing? I still have two, and I had I had Baylor beating Gonzaga, so 
I still have my championship teams alive. (laughs) Hey, that's all that matters. If you get the championship game right, it's all that matters. Uh, (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Colton Poole joining us here. Uh, Colton, speaking of basketball, let's start with this. Obviously, tremendous run by Coach Danny Sprinkle in the Montana State Bobcats, getting that big win over Southern Utah, getting a chance to play for the Big Sky title, unfortunately coming up short against Eastern Washington. Um, What's the latest with the Montana State basketball team as the season's over for them? And we're already seeing a lot of transfers transfers and a lot of things happening with a lot of teams across the big sky conference right exactly and you know the i wrote a little bit about sprinkle and just how when he came to the program and was hired as head coach that is alma mater it was with with high expectations that you know that he would take this program from from mediocre to to really good and you know you granted they were the number five seed and had a tumultuous season with the great start that they had winning six straight games in conference play to start and then going on the losing skid that they did. But, but, you know, at the end of the day, they were still where everyone else wanted to be. And that was in the conference championship game. And granted the, the, the big part was that Eastern Washington just started too well for MSU to catch up. But I think there was still a lot of positive signs watching that game. And even in the second half, to cut it to single digits even at one point after I think it was like a 27 to four run, something along those lines. Uh, I, I think that there's, there's gotta be a lot to, to like about the, the direction of the program. And you mentioned transfers and I, I think kind of attrition is just always to be expected. The, the turnaround uh, in, in college basketball, and especially how easy it is to, to transfer of, of late in recent years. So, I think that's a little bit to be expected. I, I think it was certainly interesting that, you know, Manhattan Christian star uh, and I think MSU sophomore Caleb Bells decided to leave. But he, you know, at the end of the day, he just wasn't getting enough minutes. And, and so he wanted to go somewhere else. And, I, uh, and he announced today that he was going to Montana Tech. And, I mean, that totally makes sense where his dad was a star there. Uh, Jeff Belich, current uh, Manhattan Christian athletic director and girls basketball coach. So, you get that, but you know, I, I think that at the end of the day, the the guys that they really are expecting, you know, Jabril Bello, for example, and our, our new sports reporter Parker Cotton wrote about this that Jabril Bello is expected to come back and and use that extra year year of eligibility. So that's a big boost, and we'll see. And he also wrote about how MSU players are are you know going to weigh their options and some of the seniors. I think those decisions have yet to be made on whether they can return with the NCAA granting them uh, an extra year of eligibility. So I think that the roster still has to be a little bit solidified, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think still I, Sprinkle is, has proven that he knows what he's doing. And so I, I think that that's a sign of optimism if, if you're a Bobcats fan. Right now, we are with Colton Poole, sports editor for the Bozeman Daily Chronicles. We're talking basketball. We're talking about the Montana State Bobcats. Uh, Colton, at, at this point, I know it's really tough to tell here, but at the same time, uh, you know, Danny Sprinkle doing a great job at this point. Uh, well, obviously, you know, Leon Costello can chalk that one up. Another uh, great hire by him. And we get ready to look at Montana State football here with Brent Veeging now taking over. Uh, you had a chance to chat with him earlier this week uh, as they get ready for spring football. What's been the vibe? so far from from vegan and and the new coaching staff that's down there in bozeman yeah and you know today we had zoom press conferences with 
Troy Anderson and Lewis Kidd, a couple of MSU standouts, obviously. And then uh, linebackers coach Bobby Daly and Brent Vegan. And I think the, the, the vibe is just exciting to get back. You know, uh, after, after COVID shut things down in March and then they tried to get things back to where they could be back in the facilities and then that kind of got shut down during the summer and then it was just start, stop, start, stop. And then, of course, uh, former head coach uh, Jeff Choate leaving for uh, the co-defensive coordinator job at Texas. I think the, the players and even the assistant coaches have been through quite a bit. And so uh, the ability to for these players to get back on the field and for the coaches to get back to doing what they know best and, and coaching the team up, I think I think that's a little bit of relieving, I, and and I think that this spring ball, you know, normally, you know, I, I know we've we've talked about it in the past that you know Cho doesn't wasn't never a really big fan of spring ball, but I think that particularly for this team after what they've gone through, that spring practices are, um, it, it's it's something for them to look forward to, and and it certainly is time for them to acclimate to the new head coaches and you know, learn any new schemes and, and updates to the playbooks, but also get used to each other, the coaches and players alike, and and kind of get acclimated and, and fully revved up for the fall of 2021. My feature guest is Colton Poole for the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. We'll discuss more Montana State Bobcats football. What questions does Colton have, and do we expect any changes schematically from the coaches? We'll find out next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We're breaking down Montana State football with Colton, Colton Poole from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Uh, Colton, let's start with this. Uh, obviously, uh, Brent, as you've talked about earlier, uh, Brent Vigan's talked already. This is a new coaching staff, new co- new defensive coordinator, new offensive coordinator as well. Has Vegan alluded to any changes in schemes that we've seen in the past from these two teams? I, I know it's a different coaching staff, but are we going to see an overhaul, whether it be offensively or defensively, from either of the coordinators? I really don't predict a, you know, top to bottom change. And this is something that when, uh, offensive coordinator Taylor Housewright and defensive coordinator Freddie Banks were introduced in Zoom press conferences like a few weeks ago now, it was something that, you know, there's going to be certain twists and tweaks that these new coaches are going to make. And, but at the end of the day, and, and this is a big reason why Vegan was hired even in the first place was, his philosophies are really aligned with what Choate wanted to do. And so what he wants to do, he has a roster that can do those things as in run the ball, stop the run and, and pass off, uh, you know, set up, you know, running to set up the pass and things of that nature. So, and, and being efficient with special teams as well. So, you know, I think those priorities are going to lend themselves to, you know, having kind of the same uh, identity as a team, you know, wanting to be physical and grind out games and, and things like that. But there's certainly going to be some differences. Um, 
you know, when Vegan was at North Dakota State and at Wyoming, I, I think that he liked to have quarterbacks under center quite a bit. And that's something that MSU doesn't really do. They always had the quarterbacks back in shotgun and then ran from those formations. And then they also like to, you know, in the past, MSU is like to be a little experimental with, you know, end arounds and, and things of that nature to, to throw defenses off and keep them honest. So, but I, I don't know for how much we'll see of that. And I also think, you know, Vegan, a big selling point for him be, in being hired at MSU was his experience with quarterbacks and being able to develop Carson Wentz, NFL level talent, Josh Allen at Wyoming, NFL level talent. And so I, I, I wonder how much that they will believe that they can elevate the quarterback room to a point where they can be a little bit more balanced than they were in the past. And then defensively, uh, something Coach Banks said, I, I believe, was that they wanted to use a little bit more 4-3 defense using four defensive linemen and three linebackers compared to uh, three down linemen and four linebackers, which is essentially what MSU did in the past. But, of course, those, those um, formations are going to be all changing up and using a lot more nickel depending on what the offense is going to do and what the offense is good at. So, um, like I, so, so like I say, I, I think that the, the priorities will remain the same, but, mm-hmm. I, but I think it's possible that it might look uh, slightly different. Colton, uh, you talked about uh, those differences and, and changes here. One question I'm sure a lot of Bobcats fans have, and I know I believe Vegan answered this already this week, but where is Troy Anderson going to play? Obviously, he's played just about every position uh, out there on the team, maybe besides kicker or punter. I don't know. He might have lined up for one of those. But uh, where do where do they expect to use Troy, and do do you buy whether or not they're going to exclusively only use him in one spot? Well, it's funny, and now that I'm thinking about it, back in 18 when Troy was playing quarterback, they may have done a fake punt. So he may have actually actually played kicker at one point. <laughs> uh, no, uh, so, but, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone knows, everyone in Montana, Grizz fans and Cats fans alike, they know what Troy Anderson can do and that he is just an athletic animal when he's on the field and can do so many different things and, and provide you so many threats. But, uh you know, that's something that Vegan said earlier this week that uh, they that MSU primarily plans to put Troy at you know, on defense and play him at linebacker. And that and I think that totally makes sense and something that Vegan said too was that you know that is not only for the the betterment of the team and because Troy can be such a, a threat at linebacker, but also for him as well, because I think that's something that Troy has wanted to be since he arrived at MSU. That's the position he was recruited at out of Dillon. And so, you know, he, he was willing to play running back as a, as a freshman and willing to play quarterback as a sophomore because that's what the team needed him to do. But at the end of the day, and he said this even today, that, you know, he wants to play defense. That's what he wants to do. Um, he, he's definitely not – he's a very uh, modest person. And, and so I, I, I don't think, like, you know – you know, in, in a lot of people's minds, you'd think, you know, the quarterback is the flashy position. That's what everyone wants to do. Troy doesn't exactly, I, at least in, in my uh, experience and from my point of view, doesn't necessarily need that sort of attention. I think he just really likes being physical and being out on the football field. So I think defensively, um, I, I think that end of the ball fits him a little bit more. And, and I think we might even see him a little less on offense, too, because 
you know, even in 2019 when he primarily played defense, he still played a lot of offense. And I think even at the time of his season-ending injury at the end of the season that he was leading the team in touchdown rushes. And so I, I think after his injury that he had, he had knee surgery in the offseason and was going to redshirt during the 2020 season if it happened. Um, after, after that, I, I, think, I think I get the feeling that MSU wants to be a little bit more careful with the, the strain that they might put on him and not try to throw so many things his way. So I, I think it's definitely in the realm of possibility that, you know, that Troy plays a lot more defense and um, maybe not so much at offense, even as, as much as he did in 2019. Colton, for you, what are some of the biggest questions you want to see answered uh, during the spring or you feel it can be answered uh, in the spring leading up to fall? Yeah, I think that's, that, that, that is a tough question in and of itself because you know, I, I think primarily what the coaches want to accomplish is, and they've talked about this, trying to create a competitive atmosphere in which they can find who, which of the players on the roster can can rise toward the top of the depth chart? I don't think that they want to make any starting, you know, day one decisions um, regarding the the starter for the uh, season opener uh, next fall. But I, I think that they do want to you know find out what each of these players can bring at every position. And you know, quarterback is the one that I think everyone is, has an eye on, and because they have quarterbacks. They have three quarterbacks who have started Division One games. Obviously, Tucker Robig, who started the primary, the the most of the 2019 games at quarterback, and including when MSU was in the FCS semifinals, and obviously brings that experience. And then Casey Bauman, who you know, um, athletic, strong-armed guy who was a day one starter in 19, and then obviously um, was benched for Rovig. And then Matt McKay comes over from NC State, and we still haven't seen a, a game of him yet in a Bobcats uniform. Uh, you know, they, they did have a fall scrimmage, so you got to see a little bit of what he can do. And he looked pretty good, especially on the drive at the very end of that scrimmage. And, and so it's, I think it's tough to say exactly what's, how that will all unfold because, you know, Bauman, for example, you know, tall, uh, cannon arm, um, you know, that kind of fits the mold of the Carson Wentz and Josh Allen who vegan worked with before. And so, you know, it very well could be possible that vegan sees great potential in him. Um, but then Matt McKay, he brings a level, a level of, you know, running ability and, and also throwing in that dual threat, uh, possibility might fit more what vegan wants to do in terms of the run game. So, um, you know, it's it's tough to tell how that position will unfold. I, and, but if there are other positions that don't necessarily have other question marks, too, that, you know, offensive line, for example, returns four of their five starters from 2019. And linebackers, there's some veteran presence with Callahan O'Reilly and Nolan Askelson and Troy obviously coming back. Um, you know, defensive line might have some question marks because, you know, they lose Derek Marks. Um, and some depth there, but you know, Amandre Williams, who was uh, a great player for them in 2019, is back after playing Buck End. So we'll see. Maybe if he lines more up at defensive end, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. And then Chase Benson, obviously an all-conference guy, a defensive tackle. Um, you know, they they have some talent there, and, and quite frankly, they have talent at every level. It's just finding out the the depth and you know, finding out which of these guys will rotate in throughout the season. 
Colton Poole is our featured guest joining us here on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Colton, if people want to catch the latest of your work on Montana State, how can they do that? Yeah, so uh, coverage of MSU football um, spring will be on our website, the, the Bozeman Daily Chronicle website. And then you can also follow us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Seapool Reporter. And then our, our new uh, reporter, Parker Cotton, he is will be covering MSU men's and women's basketball as well as some prep stuff too. Uh, he's at by Parker Cotton. And, uh, yeah, so, so take a look at us there. Colton, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as always, my friend. You have yourself a great rest of your night. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, absolutely. We, uh, you know, hopefully we get a Cat Grizz game so we can see in person. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully <laughs> soon, my friend. Hopefully soon. Yes. Well, Colton, thank you so much, man. You have a great night, bud. Yeah, you too. Great stuff there with Colton Poole from the Bozeman Daily Chronicle. Uh, again, we'll have him on as we talk more Montana State football as we get through the coming weeks here of spring football practices. Coming up next, we chat with Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. He joins us on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline next.